Today's episode of the Happy Zen Podcast is brought to you by The Story Engine. Say goodbye to writer's block. Stop struggling and start creating. Generate story ideas, creative writing prompts, and D&D campaign ideas in seconds with The Story Engine Deck. Head to storyenginedeck.com and use the promo code HAPPYZEN to get 10% off your entire order just for being a fan of our show. And now, on to the episode. Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Well, hopefully my voice won't be blown out. I was quite hot on the last episode, so I am a little more mellow, less alcohol, and I've adjusted my microphone settings accordingly. Oh, less. There was, a, was there a memo about less alcohol for tonight? Because that's not how I went. I, I sent a raven. You didn't get that? No. No. Man, that feels like 10 years ago that Game of Thrones was like important. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it does feel like a incredibly long time ago. It was the before times. Yes, very sure. Before the times that are now that are continuing to carry forward and that we're the not getting times that, we're then. Yeah, we're, we're not in the now ready. times. We're not getting rid of anytime soon. No. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so we're recording, right? Yes. Put on your happy face. Yeah, it's here. I just looked over. <laughs> yep, we're recording. Right on. So trying. Like I said, I'm rocking. I'm rocking my uh, my youngest daughter's uh, gaming headset to see if we get better sound quality because I noticed that on our last episode you sounded great and I sounded like I was podcasting from a tin can, um, and I wasn't from a tin can necessarily, but. Uh, no, I mean, you, you're podcasting from a tablet. I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah, okay, I got you that. You can only do what listen, you can do. Listen, and the tablet is dying, by the way. Um, so mm. I looked up Microsoft Surface tablets. I don't know if you guys, anybody using them or not, but I, that's what I use. And uh, I don't know why I couldn't find this information when I looked it up in the first place. But it's just, actually, just how it works, but I looked it up. And apparently they suffer from a 25 to 33% failure rate of, uh, complete failure rate of units. Um, and basically the failures are things like it just turning itself off, um, not even getting the Microsoft blue screen, apparently, uh, just some really cool things that, um, ultimately just are fundamental fails. Uh, and I've had two zoom calls this week when my computer just went black, <laughs> straight out black. And then it took me, you know, I, I did the old turn it off and on again, but that didn't matter because it was black, unplugged it, shook it in the air. Yeah, that's right. People. Put it back down on the desk. Did you it blow in. on it? it no, there's, I, no, I yelled at it. Um, and then it came back on. So anyways, uh, I am <laughs> I have reached out to uh, to work and they are going to, uh, I think I'm going to have a uh, desktop for the home for a little while. I, I don't want to bring myself to spend money. You know, this thing's a, just, just out of warranty, remarkably. So we will uh, go forward with a desktop for a while since... Uh, all the happenings of 2020, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight, uh, have rendered me as if not to worry about getting a desktop because I'm not going to need a mobile device for a while yet. 
Yeah, I also don't think your Microsoft Surface was designed for like thousands of hours of League of Legends that probably didn't help anything. Uh, listen, it, it gets used a, a bit too, but I've actually sh- switched over and I'm using uh, a different computer for that. And that's life's much better. So uh-huh. the thousands of hours are not necessarily on the, the surface. They've actually been on a couple other devices as well. I've been trying okay. it out since since incarnation. So I, I found very early that uh, inconsistency on this tablet. So. So in theory, uh, when you're listening to this, we are at least past Christmas. So. Hopefully that went well. Um, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> really Swan trying to be optimistic. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure it went well because you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> if you're in Ontario, you have begun lockdown number two. If you're in the UK, you're in lockdown six with a new strand. <laughs> I think you've got COVID-20. Congratulations. Like yeah. Always. Actually, by this point, we probably have it here too. So always the ingenuity, always full of ingenuity and pathfinding. Well done, UK. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, so twenty twenty, it's been great. It's been fantastic. Twenty twenty one, looking to be probably at least as good, if not slightly better. I hope. It, I mean, it is literally only going to go up. It has to. If it goes down, we got like the jokes earlier about zombies and apocalypse and all that stuff. I mean, that's all that's left. It can't possibly end up there. I mean, that's, I mean, in retrospect, some good things did happen or maybe just some things happened over 2020 other than COVID. But although a lot of it, I think when you look back, unfortunately it was related to COVID. Um, or craziness. I think, I, I, I mean, 2020, I don't even want to call it COVID. I think I actually just want to call it craziness. Well, and I think much like a world war, uh, this pandemic has really accelerated and changed uh, the way we do a lot of things. Uh, one being obviously directly related, and that is uh, the turnaround time for a vaccine was insane. I mean, in the before times, uh, most vaccines you were looking at years and years for them to come out. And this one, what are we at? Nine, nine, ten months, nine months, maybe. So I guess that's a good thing. And from what I'm hearing, that's probably going to be the norm from now on, which is probably good because this may only be the beginning. Who knows? Well, yeah, that's we are a planet, right? I mean, you watch a lot of we watch a lot of films. Let's be fair. We're we're Xennials, we're man. We watched a lot of sci-fi flicks. I mean, the 80s and 90s probably birthed some of the greatest sci-fi stories and continue to put them on the screen today. We see see remnants of that continue to be put on the screen today. And so many of them take place in some sort of dystopian future. And not that I'm saying that's where we're headed, but what I'm alluding to is often the one theme that's relatively consistent with the challenges is that the planet is kind of one, like everything's kind of united. Now, whether that's government, I'm not talking about government. It's just, it's referred to as like an ever encompassing population of people with not a lot of space between anybody. And you know, that's symbolic of globalization. Like everything's interconnected now. Right. Um, and so if we're going to be getting, unfortunately, diseases and viruses and things that, uh, are going to come as they always have. 
they are going to be able to move very, very quickly because we as people can move very, very quickly um, and our goods move very, very quickly. So these these pathogens are going to find a way to travel with our shit and people. So you're not limited to getting around, which is also why containing a pandemic in 2020, we have the awesome science and money and research and tech to turn around you know, a vaccine at the rate we did, which has never happened before in humankind. But at the same breath, it spread the fastest anything's ever spread in humankind. So it kind of goes hand in hand, right? It's making me think that all those sci-fi movies were, they totally missed the mark because we were always expecting like, well, aliens or the core of the earth will explode or an asteroid. It wasn't really until like Contagion, maybe uh, what's Outbreak, you know, the occasional movie, but we really we were looking in the wrong direction, I think, for our disaster movies. Yeah, I guess so. We, how do I put it? We always wanted it to be an outside influence. We didn't want to admit it was our own. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, and I, I don't think we're going to be sending like a team of drillers to take out the pan, uh, the the virus. Yeah, I, I, the Israeli, the, <laughs> the Israeli military. Uh, was that the retired milit- Israeli spy that is uh, claiming that the United States and other countries have ongoing communications with alien life? I mean, that's just one of the cool things that Mark 2020 that happened this year that people believed and shared and commented on because we got trapped inside of our own spaces, I think, for a little too long that a lot of shit that probably shouldn't have got bandwidth or the attention that it got was because there was probably more screen time in 2020, faces of screen time, than prob- than we've ever had before. And I don't know how much that's going to change. It's probably going to hurt things more than we ever thought. See, I- I'm almost looking at it the other way, in that any other year, that story might have been bigger, but because every day is some bananas thing, you know, first with... Uh, Trump and and all that stuff being, you know, top this every day. And then all the pandemic shenanigans and everything with that. A story like that just sort of like came up one day. I'd already forgotten about it until you mentioned it because something else had already replaced it. (laughs) Yeah, you got a good point. Maybe 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 that is the factor behind this that, you know, there's an element of this that maybe with all the screen time, people won't maybe the positive thing is they won't believe what they hear or see in social media as much as they did, because now they've had time to really digest it at a larger scale. They realize that 99% of it's bullshit. So now that they spend more time on it and they can see a wider perspective of it. They realize that it's pretty much all garbage and maybe there's less gullibility now. Maybe they have to work way harder to get that um, trend and to get, get a story to trend or get some bullshit to move forward. I mean, think of the, some of the stupid stories this year. I, I pulled up a Mashable's list of like moments from what happened in 2020, things that you can't believe happened or you know can be carried forward and stuff. And like, I forgot about the Wayfair incident um, when there was claims of human trafficking in the uh, chest of drawers and uh, furniture from Wayfair around the world. I mean, was that proven untrue? I could believe it. How did they get those prices so low? <laughs> okay. So yeah, anyways, but <laughs> these are the same. So again, wrong. right? Like, uh, anyways, I just, I just, 
Hey, Ikea was given horse meat meatballs. Wayfair's got to be doing something sketchy. Yeah, sure. Right. That's uh, this is this is fun. <laughs> Sorry, it's making me laugh. Uh, you know, the sad part is, is how many Trump, how many time Trump shows up in the moments of 2020 is way more than you want to think. So I thought about going chronological, but I just I think we're just going to talk off the cuff because I think there's parts of 2020 people want to remember and there's parts that people don't want to remember. And I, I really do feel that a large portion of the population has already got the calendar flipped to January, not even bothered. Like they know, you know, we're recording on the Tuesday before Christmas. So they, they already know what's coming up for Christmas. And then they're just jumping the shit right to January 1st. <laughs> I think they're just living there. Um but yeah, like, is there, I don't want to talk about how many people died this year um, because there's so, so, so many people that died and not even from celebrities. I mean, we lost so many icons and giants, um, but this year is just always going to be associated with a loss of life in a lot of ways. I, I mean, I don't want to compare it to any of the world wars, but it's just a similar fashion. We're just, you know, tens of oh, thousands. You absolutely can compare it to that because the repercussions that are going to come from this are going to echo for years and years and years. It's going to be a time period that's studied. That's a good point. And it is as much loss of life as it was during a world war. So uh, I didn't even get the data out of this. I don't know if I'm right or wrong on it, but I can't remember if it's as how many people died during the world wars and then how many people died during COVID. Cause I know we're over we're well over, we're well over a million people now. Well over a million. Well, the the fact is, it's 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 a it's too many. I mean, that's period. That's it's really what it is. It's too many, and in most cases, I mean, certainly we couldn't have predicted how things were going to roll out. But there are definitely, and not even in hindsight, there are definitely situations where uh, certain uh, leaders, and I use that term loosely. Uh, made decisions that were absolutely the wrong decisions and continue to make those decisions. And so much of this um, downplaying, uh, like it's it's not hard to find the the, the newspaper articles and the interviews and, and the press conferences where this was downplayed for months. We were in lockdown and there was still downplaying from certain governments saying it's no worse than the flu. This happens every year. We just don't publicize it. It's not a big deal. So it's, yeah, it's, I can't even, I'm, I'm lucky that I don't have any, uh, anyone directly connected to me that's been affected in that way. But I could, if, if I was, I could only think that there's a strong chance it could have been prevented or definitely maybe, maybe a little less in this country. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, well, you know, we did everything right because we didn't. But there are certainly countries where if it had happened to me, I would be like, well, this is absolutely something that could have been prevented. The only country that gets to do the we pulled this shit right is New Zealand. Everybody else has a moment or many moments or just fucking hundreds of days of moments of muddling this shit. And I want I want to throw apology in. I'm way off. World War One and Two was fucking. Uh, way more people died, and so I'm sorry to trivialize it. Trivialize it. You know, 56 million to 85 million people between World War Two. So way off. Uh, but 1.7 million people this year in 2020. Um, so that is uh, not exactly a small 
amount of people is extremely significant when I even look on a process. If you happen to look up, and I know it's Wikipedia, so I mean, it is what it is, but when you look up, there's, there's, you know, maybe a dozen or two dozen wars that across mankind's history that encompass numbers like this. As for the rest of them, there's still significant loss of life, but nowhere near this. So, and, and, that, I and mean, that's, you're not at the end. To, no, no, no. We're, yeah, yeah, you could call this the halfway point. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, and that, uh, and that's I, and optimistically. I, and I now understand the phrase, the beginning of the end. Yeah. Because that is, I thought it was cliche. I didn't, I didn't really hold a lot of value to it. But <laughs> our fellow uh, humankind is reminding me that the beginning of the end is a real comment. Because, yes, this should be focusing towards the path to end and vaccination and, you know, doing what we can to get through this pace. But yet now, the selfishness that I referred to before, it's like people heard that and said, oh, you think we're being selfish? Here, hold my beer. Because now how they're being selfish, I can't even get over. And we're not even into the hard part yet. And what I call the hard part is when people are getting vaccinated. However, not everybody's vaccinated. I, I, I figure February to April in Canada will be the most disgusting display of humanity um, we will ever see. Because by that point, most of our frontline workers and at-risk populations will have been vaccinated. So the general population will be like, well, the people that are at risk can't get sick anymore. So what does this shit matter? And they're going to just do whatever the fuck they want. And I really see that coming. And if I'm and, and sorry, but I've been pretty good with my outlining of human life so far and their behaviors. And I don't feel like this one's going to be any wrong. And again, I challenge everyone to prove me wrong. That's fine. Yes, please do. Please. But so far they haven't. Um, and in this particular case, I see that being the problem. Summer, I don't see being such a big problem because we'll have open spaces and outside and things will be pushing for cruise control. And the numbers will be getting very, very high that in terms of who's inoculated and vaccinated or whatever the phrase is. Again, that'll be closer to the end. And I think things will just be easier to roll through at that point. But that coming out of winter, everyone's going to feel like they did the heavy lifting the numbers will start to sound really good because you'll hear about more people being vaccinated than people being sick. So it'll just feel positive. And the news will be horrible for this because they'll advertise too much of this information. It'll create a false sense of security and we'll be in a tough spot. So 2021, although hopeful to be better than 2020 in many ways because there's a light at the end of the tunnel, I do worry that 2021 is pulling the old, you know, don't count your blessings yet. I'm going to show you what a real headache looks like. Yeah, I think now, instead of looking at now that we have a vaccine that, well, we know the end is coming. Uh, well, actually, that's that's how I think we should look at it now. Like before, it was just like going down a pitch black tunnel and having no idea where the end was. Now we know there is an end. But now we also know that we are still on the decline before we go back up and hopefully level back out this winter potentially is going to be terrible winter time is bad enough for a lot of people uh obviously holidays and, and you know the, the new years and christmas and, and and the winter is bad for people mentally emotionally on the best of times so now with combinations of lockdown and you know just 
I mean, hell, I understand the reason for wearing a mask and I wear a mask all the time. Wearing a mask sucks. I, 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 I can clearly see that. And it's just another thing. There, there's just a whole pile of things that people are having to carry through this winter that it's going to be rough. And I hope like, yeah, like you said, the summertime, you know, hopefully people can get out, can get sun and legit. I mean, obviously there's factual uh, information behind that more sun, you will tend to feel better, but just getting outside and being able to spread out some, I think this hunkering down inside in the wintertime is going to be, is going to be tricky for some people. But uh, yeah, I think I agree. I think we're, I think we're on, we're on the right path. We know where the exit is, but we are not there yet. So we need to just, uh, I don't know, stay, everybody needs to obviously stay strong and keep doing what they're doing, uh, assuming they're doing the right thing. And uh, don't think that this is over just because we have a vac- uh, vaccine. <laughs> So let's not talk about this anymore. Uh, okay. How's your how's your list coming? <laughs> well, let's talk about one of my favorite people to talk about. Um, the world's most formidable supervillain, but yet not clearly identified as a supervillain yet. Um, he named his kid like symbols and shit. He's a supervillain. So if you don't know and you haven't listened to the show, we're talking about Elon Musk. So yeah. he, uh, he's... My favorite phrase with this article is that Elon Musk pulled more shit in 2020 than anyone can be bothered to remember. That's true. So let's uh, he called COVID panic. Uh, COVID-19 uh, panic was overblown. Cases cases would be down to zero in April. He's not talking April 2021. He was talking April 2020, by the way. Right? He's not a doctor. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, he lost his mind over stay-at-home orders. He put his he put his employees' health at risk. He said if they even came uh, in in and complained about uh, symptoms, he was going to fire them. Uh, he he vowed to sell all his possessions in spite of the whole process. Um, he casted tons of doubt on COVID testing. Uh, what else did he do? I wonder if some of that is because he doesn't have a hand in it. Like, yeah, I he, wonder he, if his company was in far, more pharmaceutical stuff, if he would be less like that. Yeah, I don't even know. It's really impossible to predict what he would or would not do. But Well, he even joked about taking the red pill, right? From the Matrix. <laughs> For everything just to stay the same. <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, honestly, the guy is a lunatic, right? Um, and I, I, I do believe he is a supervillain in the works. Um, I mean, I'm surprised the internet didn't claim that he created COVID. <laughs> Maybe me wonder at some There's point. still time. Yeah. Like, you know, it could be a thing. Uh, I, anyways, I, I struggle. I struggle that he is, uh, well, he's lost his credibility on, being like this smart science dude that could be like a hope for mankind because then he's just become a loon right that's that's ultimately what i i see it as i always find it funny that like if you look back at these big tech geniuses uh like steve jobs is another example where he wasn't quite as outward with it but the guy died of something he probably could have lived longer had he gotten 
traditional treatment, but because he didn't believe in that, it's like an Andy Kaufman thing. Like it's just, it's weird, but I always think it's funny. Like I remember Bill Gates used to get shit on it because, oh, he's such a nerd and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but he's not out harming anybody. Like he, he's not just spewing random shit that is, has no factual basis. You know, at least he's putting his money into, I believe something productive. At least it seems that way on the outside. Whereas <laughs> Musk is just like, yeah, he puts out good shit. I mean, allegedly, I don't know. Do you remember that video for the the truck where they had the yeah. unbreakable glass? Is that on your list? <laughs> where they threw that a rock right year. through the window? Yeah, I think was so. This year? Yeah, was it yeah. this year? Yeah, it was. I don't know. Um, I think another uh, all star from 2020. I'm gonna I'm gonna name some what I feel to be all stars from 2020. Uh, I feel like Rudy Giuliani had an all star oh, 2020. God, I feel like Rudy. Like there's some moments that we have to talk about. First of all, the landscaping company parking lot. So when he did the um, oh yeah, the four Four Seasons yeah landscaping. Four landscaping instead of the hotel, and they did their press conference there as they launched their um, which. They're I still ongoing. Purpose, uh, I think per- perfectly matched press conference at the Four Seasons Landscaping for the level of care the world had about his launching the case uh, to get the election overturned for Trump. Right. Which, by the way, I think Joe Biden has won the election so many times. He's now officially the 67th president. It's, it's just it's I. I the only thing that makes me happy about this is that it's finally seeming to get to the point where people aren't afraid anymore to be like, that's stupid. You're, you're being ridiculous. Like they're just calling these people out now every time they do anything dumb. Whereas before they're like, oh, I better not say anything. They're in power. Now they know they're like, yeah, this is you're like, even Twitter's just like every Trump and Giuliani post is just flagged. It's just like, uh, don't believe a word of this. It's great. So did you see the footage of him farting? Well, fla- oh, yeah. fa- failing to overturn the Michigan. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, and then that was the, the same video that, that he had no mask in that video. And yeah. then like a day later got tested uh, positive, positive for COVID-19. Now, some people may or may not have watched the second Borat, but he had a role in that film, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he got caught in a very compromising image of him laying on a bed with his hands on his belt buckle with Borat's underage daughter. <laughs> and the fact that that didn't get nearly as much press as I, I, I thought it would actually kind of surprised me. That's what I mean. Honest. Like this year, it's just because and it's sort of the Trump way. It's just like, well, if we do something crazier the following day, they'll forget what we did yesterday. And it's just that blew away. And that would have destroyed any person of any kind of reputation I mean, his reputation is gone. He has somehow managed to go from somebody that had like such a high reputation and then slowly faded away into retirement and then came back and decided to just sink that ship so fast and so hard. So I agree. agree. Um, Another all-star for the year. I think aliens. I think aliens get to be a a uh, all-star for the year because the Pentagon released UFO videos. No one really cared. Okay. They didn't call them UFO videos, right? Like it's because we forgot. <laughs> so, so they said, yeah, but they, they did it like 
in such a way it's like, hey, you know what? No one's really paying attention because shit's going wrong. This is the perfect time to let this shit out because we got to let it out because there's people threatening to say it. So they threw mm-hmm. it out. Then they also found evidence of microbial life on Mars and water on the moon. But you know what? We didn't really know much about that. Right. Then let's not forget that Israeli former security chief, as I commented, um, said there's a whole confederation of aliens waiting for us to get cool enough to join the club and that Trump actually knows about them. Um, If any of that is remotely true, like if they're watching us handle this in 2020. Yeah, this is a bad year for them to see. (laughs) They're they're leaving. Ooh, just check this one off the list as like steer clear. It's like when you're driving through the U.S. and you just like avoid certain states. Uh, I feel like, you know, this is kind of the same scenario, right? Certain parts of town you stay away from. I legitimately think Earth is getting a label right now. Yeah, we failed that test miserably. Hard. Yeah, real, real hard. Um, What other was it? What else was a big one? I mean, I don't want to refer to the Trump presidency as anything other than thank God it's over. But I cannot get over the amount of things that his whole his whole presidency was horrid on every level. But 2020, like he really went for it on a lot of things. Right. Um, And some of the campaign stuff he did with his daughter and stuff they did through 2020, like, you know, they're when the Americans were losing their jobs left, right and center. And they came up with the slogan. um, What was it? Find something new. That was the ad campaign for people who lost their jobs. Just, just find something new. Like there's just an abundance of empty jobs, apparently. I um, can't even remember if this was this year, but when they had all that flooding in Puerto Rico and he was tossing paper towel rolls. like Oh, no, that was near the beginning. But yeah, that was funny. Was, it's, yeah. it's just like... That's like laying a newspaper over a dog shit and then magically hoping it just goes away. Yeah. Uh, but let's not forget this year he did, uh, you know almost become a dictator. He was really close, right? Like the tear gassing of the protesters when he was trying to do the whole, like stand in front of the church, uh, for the mm-hmm. photo op with the Bible, you know, basically not believing, uh, in the pandemic, dismissing it, constantly lying about it. Um, using the, the, <laughs> the doctor who believes that there is, uh, demons, demons and sperm, to help work with his COVID-19 team. Um, You know, he did actually create a space force. Let's not forget about that. I'm not talking about the television show. He actually created a space force. And this year we got to watch the TV show space force, which you think is a mockumentary of something, but it's actually, it's a, it's a rendition of what may actually be happening in the background. I would be shocked if that makes it longer than a week after Biden becomes president, like what a waste of money, like just an enormous waste of time and effort and resources and money. The fact that they announced, was it this week or last week that they spent a year long uh, process and millions of dollars to name the members of space force guardians, which by the way, they stole from the video game destiny who called them out on it on Twitter. So <laughs> the fuck? Um, yep. Do we have anything positive to talk about? Like you're just reminding me of shit that I, it had gone in one ear and out the other. Thank God. Um, hmm. Oh yeah. Well, well, I, 
well, no, I'll get there. But I, I, there was one more notable mention for the year. Um, and no, I'm not talking Harvey Weinstein. Um, I, I actually wanted to talk about Kanye West. I think why? Well, <laughs> what is there to say? He's like a Trump, but with somehow with less power. Even though I'm sure he has more money. Well, he's linked to, you know, a supervillain because Elon Musk did endorse and help fund his campaign for presidency. He did buy a life-size hologram of his wife's dead father to serve as a birthday present, which kind of thought was kind of neat, a little weird. Um, yeah, only a little weird. Yeah. I, I think what he reminded me was it was a barometer of things being as fucked up as I thought they were. Um, but it wasn't only focused within the Trump government model. It reminded me that democracy being a wonderful thing has plenty of shortcomings. Um, and, and this is a prime example where the public is so messed in the sense in the American public. And I think Canada's probably not far off from it. Um, but we're are so messed from just everything. They're so desensitized from everything that that guy got traction that guy got votes, like 70 some odd thousand people voted for him, which I know is not many when you're talking like hundreds of millions of people. But that's still 70. That's a football stadium full of people <laughs> that thought this guy was a good idea to be in charge of, you know, the nuclear missile codes. Um, and it made me remember that that this is the problem with. Oh, how do I put it? Everyone getting to have a say. Is that right or wrong? I guess everyone gets to have no, a no, say. No, no, it, it did exactly what it should do with everybody having a, a say. It, it, he got publicity, but it really went nowhere. The anomaly is the Trump situation where he should have also done the same thing and somehow it yes, blew up the you, other you, direction. You put it, yes, it should have been what I was getting at and I was getting around it in a long way and I couldn't formulate it very well. I blame it on the drink. It was it was a reminder of things, but maybe from a better better frame of mind. And what I mean by that is, it was a reminder that many people get to have their say. That democracy has pluses and minuses, but he didn't gain momentum from it, right? Like he it it kind of stopped him real hard. Now people are questioning his mental capacity and health, and you know it won't be long before he disappears into some private institution because he's just collapsing probably under the weight of his own mind. And and that's kind of what I expected to happen to Trump, right? But you're right. It went the other way. So for me, it's a barometer that maybe the world's getting back to normal in the sense and that... Trump is like, uh, like Palpatine. He somehow got stronger as he got more well, there's evil. A lot, there's a lot more Jar Jar Binks in the United States government than there was before. Now, most of them are gone <laughs> or leaving or rested or... All those ones he put around him are slowly melting because they're all getting caught. Um, and so that's, that's, that's interesting. Anyways, I just... We're definitely in a time that is... <laughs> there's going to be a lot of strange history books that are going to be written about this time. Well, between... don't forget, this year we had locust swarms and we had murder hornets as well. Like, it was borderline apocalyptic. I feel like we probably deserved both of those. I mean, I'm glad we didn't quite see them, but... Like, 2012 was supposed to be the end of the world of the Mayan calendar, right? And we lived through it. 
prove that didn't happen. Year 2000 was supposed to be the, the collapse of technology and a simple coding change and everything was fine. So we got through that. 2020 was really shaken off to try to be the apocalypse, you know, locust, murder hornets, deadly pandemic. I don't know how the fuck these uh, stupid leaders like, you know, the guy from Brazil and France and uh, now you got fucking Trump. And like there's a bunch of them all around the world that are nutters that are borderline dictators that probably could have done a lot more damage. And thank God the layers of government that probably slowed it down. So like we had a lot of factors kicking in towards a potential Armageddon or end of days type scenario. Um, but clearly we've gotten through that element. I mean, Trump's done now. Um, and we have a vaccine and Look, neither one of us are doctors. How can you be sure that vaccine does not turn you into a crocodile? Oh man, oh, we're going there. I, I'm just asking. I'm asking the questions. I I trust Sir Ian McKellen. That man got inoculated. He did stop He's the on... Balrog. I remember that. <laughs> yes, and you know what? Um, I was disappointed when he got his vaccine. He did not say COVID nineteen shall not pass. But um, that would have been. There's awesome. still the second shot, man. Yeah, There's maybe time. that's when he. Maybe that's when he does it. But either way. Um, Watching that man closely on pop culture and social media will dictate to me whether or not we're in trouble. <laughs> that that is that is the barometer I am going to use because I I can't follow Mike Pence because Mike Pence, you know, I don't think he's human, and I think that probably has more to do with the aliens than we want to talk about. Um, so we'll carry on from him. Um, but I have been enjoying, just on a side note, I have been enjoying social media uh, taking the people that called covid fake and all the bullshit you know we're trying to discredit the entire pandemic and all that i like that and those people are ignorant enough to post their pictures of them getting the vaccine so it's so fun to watch these people who called it out in the beginning and try to discredit the entire process and the scientists that were working around it and claiming all these warnings and then they put on social media the pictures of them getting but is that fun or is that just infuriating because i Uh, think it's infuriating no what it is to me is that it shows that you cannot believe people for just being popular and so if people are watching this a guy like mike pence and as a prime example he's just off top of my head and i know there's many more but you know he he his position afforded him the platform to make claims but he never substantiated those claims. And now he is in a hypocritical fashion receiving a vaccine from the thing he claimed wasn't a problem. And what he's done is he's completely discredited himself in this manner and the world will have it on display and it will be reviewed in history that he spent the first part of the year, you know, trying to call it false. And at the end of the year, he got vaccinated to the same thing. So, what it shows people is that you can't just take the loud mouth. I mean, up until this point, the person with the most followers, with the loudest mouth, with the most traction, the most airtime, it became gospel. And I think 2020 has taught us, fuck you, fact check. I want fact checks. I want to substantiate that claim. I want more than just you saying it. And that is probably one of the best things we can get out of 2020 because we were in a real shit place, I thought, where heading into the beginning of this year, you really could just throw anything on the internet and it often stuck. And some stories became so much bigger than they needed to be, as we talked about. Um, 
And I think this year we got a level of numbness to it. I think we didn't give it the attention we used to give it. And I think we started asking, okay, prove it. Which are probably really good things for society because we were in a headspace before 2020 of not doing that. Uh, look, considering this year and the the outlook that you normally have, I appreciate that you have this belief that people are going to change. Oh, no, not a large portion, just some. I believe you, if you're saying like intelligent people, however, I would think, again, most of those intelligent people already had made the correct assumptions earlier. I I think the people that were fooled already will continue. I'm sure, see, we're not deep enough into it to even know. I'm sure there's already a spin on like, well, uh, you know, this vaccine is uh, it's for COVID, but it's also for something else or or we're taking it. So these people will shut up. I mean, there's probably something, some spin on it. It's, I mean, these like are the same really, people. You're really, not, you're really not into this being like the answer. I, I just don't see it changing anybody. I don't see it changing anybody's minds, whether it's people that were intelligent and already knew what was going on or people who were anti-mass protesting as, you know, fake Santa Claus parades. Um, I, I just, I don't see it. I mean, and especially in that country where, they're baffling. Like you, you see the news about this, this quote COVID relief, and they're getting six hundred dollars. And there's people in New Zealand who are like, I don't understand. Is this six hundred a week? And they're like, No, no, no. This is our second payment, and it's six hundred total. And they're like, uh, What's wrong with you? And <laughs> this is a bill that, in the same bill, it's over five thousand pages, and in it. With stuff like, oh, also, if you're streaming illegal material on Twitch, you could go to jail for up to 10 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, he worked in the stuff to police uh, social media that he's wanted to. What? I mean, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? None it's of that insane. stuff. But none of that stuff really worries me with the, you know, it being the last bill he got out there. And the reason I say that is a lot of it's going to get change let's be fair it's I mean, not sticking it's not sticking around i hope so but even like aoc said you know she was quoting one of the the news stories about it and she said like this is the reason why we have to read through the whole thing and you give it to us at like two o'clock and we have like two hours to vote on it which isn't completely intentional it's it's crazy it's just like I mean, we've had the, the, those sort of things happen in this country where it's like, well, we've got this thing that's going to help people. But also in it, uh, if you look at people the wrong way, we could beat you with a stick and get away with it. Oh, you, you're against helping people? Like they they always make it so like they'll just slide it in there. And then if you're, oh, you're for yeah, it, child predators? What? But the funny part with all that is the stuff in Canada, it's like it slides in one or two articles, whereas I do fear fear that the Americans slid in like hundreds of pages of shit in terms of their COVID relief. So mm -hmm. it's going to be challenging for them to weed through. But you're right. So with all that context, you know, 2020 is probably going to last for many, many years. It's going to take a long time to recover in many ways. COVID is going to take a long time to to see dissipate in society and there's lots of repercussions. So let's let's turn, like you said, let's talk about some positive 
Okay. I have a couple things that I think are pretty cool. First of all, the way celebrities took to social media to be, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but just themselves. Like it wasn't things that were produced and it wasn't things that were, you know, done in association with you know larger companies or production studios or brands. It was just them. A lot of cases them. And some of them did some really fun things. Some of them did different things. Um, but they certainly made an effort. I mean, you can art people will tell me they did this to keep themselves relevant and yada yada. And you know what? Maybe that maybe there is a little bit of that. But some of them genuinely did it for the right reasons and for bigger reasons. Like I, I'm gonna call out like to the one that's my personal favorite, and that's John Krasinski. And the some good news thing he did, which he I don't think he was alone. Lots of people did versions of it. And I don't even know if he was first. I forgot um, all about that. Oh my god, well, this year is still, ten years it's still, long. It's still going. <laughs> Right, but not he's with him, right? It. Yeah, yeah, he's still doing it with many, with not just him. He's doing lots of things. I and thought he sold it or something. He's doing a big thing with uh, uh, the Rock, uh, Duanta Claus, they're calling it, and he's doing a big giveaway thing this week with him and all that on it. So I don't know whether he sold it, what he did with it, but I have a sneaking suspicion there is nothing selfish in nature. Um, seeing some celebrities step up early, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, for example, giving a bunch of money in the beginning. Um, to help with uh, relief and with uh, food shelter, food banks and shit like that. Like, you know, and there's been lots of good along the way. There's been athletes all around the world that haven't even gone for the press on this and it's really been buried. You don't you have to really go look for it. But there's been tons of athletes giving money for to shelters, to food banks, to, you know, they, they definitely have helped keep things going that you haven't heard about. And uh, that's a good thing. I mean, we should be proud of that that that's that's going on oh i think the uh, fundraising this year has been through the roof uh absolutely I, again in theory some of that should never have been necessary because the government should have stepped in however they didn't uh so that's great but yes you're right yeah, the but, fundraising and, and, and i can debate that with you because i honestly believe that the 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 wealth that the one percent have and that is comes in the form of i think some some celebrities and athletes around the world i mean there's soccer players that make like you know 30 million dollars a year um you know that wealth at the top it, it certainly needs to be distributed much better and i do believe there's been a really excellent focus by the general public to think about that one percent and the fact that they have you know more than half of the world's health uh half the half the world's wealth uh, needs to be distributed better. And I think that's an interesting thought process as we go through this. I don't want to get into the civil unrest in those pieces that um, will always plague 2020 on top of this, which I think we're shining a light on much bigger issues that we need to address. I think 2020 was a time for a lot of reflection um, in terms of we got to be better people in a lot of ways. So I'm looking forward to those concepts. Um I got another one, another positive thing I, I'm willing to jump into if you, if you want to move on. Sure. Um, I think Disney did a wonderful job at the end of the year just reminding us of what hope looks like <laughs> by giving us so much un, in terms of their plans for the next, you know, 10 years or so and, and letting us remember that they've, they, you know, they're in this for the long haul. They got great content, great products, and they're going to work really hard to make sure that we stay dedicated to their brand. Um, whether they're a monopoly and whether they're great people or not, I just, I appreciate the content because I think in a world where we're digesting so much more of it on a daily basis, it's great to see 
um, some really hopeful and fun things coming. You know, let's be fair. We, we focus on pop culture and some nerd stuff. It's kind of our thing. And uh, it was great to get that from them. Because I don't think we were anticipating that much, right? Yeah, I mean, oh my God. How did I become the cynical one? All I can think of is like, yes, I, I agree. Purely at an entertainment level, yes, it's fantastic. Everything that they we talked about in the last episode, the announcements, it's like, it was Christmas. Silver, it was Disney Christmas. Silver, silver linings, right? Cool. However, I will say, in theory, they kind of had to do this because what was one of their major uh, income was the parks that are just not making money at this point. So they were sort of forced into this a little bit quicker than maybe they had hoped, which is good for us. Uh, absolutely. Because you're not going to catch me at Disney in the next year or two. Um, yeah. So your decade, this uh. is, this is again, how a lot of these big corporations have to change and adapt because of what has happened this year. So it's absolutely. Yes. I, I am looking forward to, because really, they had they done this last year, which again, foresight. I mean, they didn't know uh, it, this year would have been great for that. But uh, 2021 looks uh, fantastic, as we discussed before. And even yep. not so much for us, but in, in the US anyway, you know, the same thing with the HBO Max stuff. Now, there's the, the, you can debate this. This could be a whole episode of debating. I mean, there are it's. Uh, <sighs> A lot of people are saying they kind of went overboard beforehand and by putting everything on HBO Max and not having any theater plans so much so that now it's coming kind of to bite them in the ass, especially now that Disney made their announcements and it wasn't 100% streaming. So now HBO and Warner Brothers have pissed off uh, a, a good chunk of their uh, their filmmaking family for various reasons. And you can argue whether or not it makes any sense to put something in a theater. I guess the argument that I can get behind is you probably should have discussed it maybe with these people that are making these movies, at least, you know, worked with them a little bit from everything I've read from um, uh, the guy doing Dune, uh, Denise or Denis Villeneuve. And, you know, even the Christopher Nolan stuff to an extent, it does sound like they legitimately if not the same time, very close to found out about all of this the same time the public did. So I can see some of that being, you know, uh, some bad blood. I don't know how they'll fix it. I know there's already been talks today that Dune might actually come out in theaters now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I like the, I like the simultaneous release idea. I think that's probably the best way to do it. If you're in an area that can watch, a movie in a theater. Great. Uh, if you're not, then the streaming should be an option. I think they just handled it poorly. And I think Disney probably dealt with this a lot better, uh, with third people. Well, we can't be fair. Disney, I think was a lot more forward thinking. I think they were, you know, and this is, I, I call this a positive in my books is a positive for 2020 is that they, you know, people have really, they're, these streaming services are really embracing the idea that, you know what? Um, this might be the mechanism going forward. This is might be what not just a mechanism going forward. This might be what people want going forward, and uh, this is what we're going to focus on. And, and I, I, as a as a person that's very comfortable not needing to go out and spend a, a absorbent amounts of money if I don't need to, um, 
I kind of like what a, what we're getting in terms of availability around streaming. And I like that that's a, a conversation piece that we're going to possibly get to have. And I don't necessarily need the theater. And I think we're in a good place now, but I, I think we'd be kidding ourselves if if it does keep going this way and theaters become less and less that they're not just we will eventually end up paying what we paid at the theater at home. I think they they're they're not going to give up that money. You say that, but the first thing I've noticed that they're already starting to do, and there's a trend coming out of this in, in some of the articles I've been reading about it, is they are starting to as a lot of these big Disney actors are, you know, are coming to end of contract. They're renegotiating their new contract without the, you know, the idea of theaters. So they're renegotiating as if theaters are not a thing. Well, which is great. So the company will make more money because they're charging you thirty dollars to rent a movie, uh, which is more than I'd pay for a movie ticket. Uh, granted, if you have a family of four, you're probably doing well. So again, I think it's going to be an, an, a constantly evolving situation. I mean, we're only talking about. Well, granted, they're two of the probably largest uh, film corporations, but there are definitely other studios and what they end up doing will be interesting as well. If they follow suit, which way they go. Um, not everybody has their own streaming service. So no. they're going to have to partner with somebody if they, uh, they want to do that, be it Netflix or what have you. No, granted. And I think there's an effort to find a way to make it work, but I don't know. I, I like the idea of it going that way. I mean, I'm obviously selfish in saying that, but I like the idea of it going streaming. I like the idea of it being I don't have to go to theaters if I don't want to. And I like the idea of the theater not hosing me the way they've been hosing me for all these years. And I don't know if that means other things won't hose me, but it'd be nice to think that we've gotten away from that aspect of things. And maybe people start reconsidering what they're paying and why they're paying it. And I don't know. I just feel like there's an opportunity for some good to come out of it. Yeah. And I, I think between the two of us, I, I would probably make a safe assumption that I'm maybe more of the supporter of the theater than you are. However, that being said, I do, I do like the option of being able to choose, um, which will, if it does become the norm, will certainly mean less theaters, but you won't need to have as many technically because you have less people going. But I do think having that as an option is certainly nice, but having it as their main source of income probably yeah. won't remain, which is why I, I keep thinking that they've got to make that money up somewhere and it's going to end up costing us more and more. I mean, we already know Disney's going up in price. We know Netflix continues to go up in price. I'm optimistic, though. Maybe this is when we start reshaping the cost of things. You know, part of the inflation of everything is the just the overall money spent to afford things like the types of actors. And I don't know. There's just things that ultimately all add up. And maybe this is how it calms down. Just saying. You know what? It couldn't be worse. So let's hope. <laughs> let's hope you're right. So let's look. Let's look forward because. Actually, you know what? No, let's look back because I want to look back at one thing before we we get the hell out of this year. And that's us. Because we're okay. important. We are. So every year, Spotify does their kind of year in review. 
Um, you can do it as a as a listener. It will give you what your favorite songs were. Uh, we discussed this last year for us uh, as podcasters. It also gives you kind of stats on on your podcast and that. So I thought this would be a good time. We can wrap up 2020 looking at us just to start with. Um, and because I have the information in front of me, you don't. Where the first uh, slide I got up here is showing me uh, where our listeners grew the most. Which country do you think our listeners grew the most? Oh, this is always fun. Um, Australia. Uh, I know we, I know we have a following there, which makes no sense. <laughs> uh, no, actually. <laughs> And this, we kind of touched on some of our stats when we did our episode 50 and we kind of got a little bit, a little, a little alarmed based on some of our topics. The Happy Zen podcast on Spotify grew 200% in the United States. So we went from zero to 200 listeners. Sure. Uh, And we went a hundred percent increase in the United Kingdom. But uh, yeah, so the United States, 200% in the U S wow. It went up 200%. So they must like they must like what we have to say. It could have went from two to four people. I cannot tell you the numbers. However, yeah. So United States was a big jump, which is kind of scary. Nope, I don't think it's scary at all. No, you're okay nope, with that. All good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Apparently, let's see. Does it actually give me which ones? Well, that's kind of a useless stat. Apparently, we. Uh, it says your voice resonated around the world in six countries, but it doesn't actually tell me which countries. <laughs> well, we know obviously United States and, and uh, United Kingdom, uh, yeah. Canada, I would presume. Yeah. That's three. And you said Australia. Maybe that's four. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the other ones are. Ireland? No, that'd be United Kingdom. I don't know. Yeah. United Kingdom comes in a few countries. Is it just the Commonwealth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they list that as a country. <laughs> our followers this year went up 22% on Spotify, which is pretty cool. 22%? Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's just Spotify, strictly. And uh, we... <laughs> wow, Jesus. That's actually pretty impressive considering the year we've had. We dropped 1,192 minutes of content over 18 episodes in 2020. Wow, we thought we had a quiet year. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot higher than I was expecting. To be honest, I did not think uh, <laughs> I did I did not think we uh, we did that at all. That's baffling. Well, we've been busy. I wonder, did our Mandalorian stuff? Come oh out? yeah, that would have been that would have been there. Yeah, that would have been some of it as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's just some of the interesting stats that came out for the uh, end of the year on Spotify that I thought I would share. Is there one thing in particular? And maybe I'll prefer I'll add to this that uh, not Disney streaming related. Is there something in 2021? Uh, also, not the vaccine. Uh, something in 2021 that you are uh, looking forward to. 2021. Um, yeah, I think it's just being better in the space that we've got and understanding that. I think 20. 2020 reset a lot of priorities, I think, for probably most people's houses. Um, and the idea of like enjoying the simple things involved, all the cliches you want to throw in there, but they all kind of do resonate and hit home. So let's, uh, I think for me, it's focusing on those things. 
I think the the change in how we're going to get our media and how that's all going to work in terms of film and television. I look forward to finding a way to take in some great products from Hollywood and such because there's lots of good stuff being made. Um, I look forward to watching it. I look forward to, to getting a chance to see it, however it shows. Um, that'll be fun. And I don't know. That's that's. I don't know what else to say right now. Like I'm, it's usually I'm full of expectations and hope and these great ideas but there's only so much you can throw out there right now because i think there's still a lot that isn't set right mm-hmm. so that's i don't know you you got anything on the top of mind that you're like yeah this would be a great idea a great thing my, my immediate answer is sort of a cheat because it, it is essentially related to the vaccine and, and that is just strictly being able to go to something that has people <laughs> like yeah, it's funny. That's not on my list. I, I think, I, 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 I have gotten very comfortable staying away from the jet mass public, in the sense of the stupidity that exists of mankind. I think twenty twenty profile how stupid people can be, not always consistently, but generally, and uh, I'm happy not being around them. Okay, but I mean, even small things like I look forward to the time when I can have people over to my house to play board games, for example. Okay. okay. That stuff, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's a good point. Um, you know, even even that. Yeah, like I'm not saying conventions, you know, that kind of thing. That'll come, but I I don't even know. I mean, I've got my tickets for Fan Expo this year in August, or September. And even now, I don't, I mean, who knows? Like, it's, it's hard to, to say. But I think just being able to have, you know, four or five people over and not feel worried uh not feel stressed not feel you, you, the anxiousness of being around people i look forward to being around the people that i haven't been able to be around yes yes that's i do agree with that i think even just having that like this year has definitely made it so that when i do interact with people there's this like chain in my head that's like okay this person uh, comes in contact with this person, comes in contact with this person, and I come in contact with this person. And you have like this tree of branches of people that you come in contact with. And it's kind of like, so for instance, a couple of weeks ago, uh, me and my wife both got tested for COVID because we both had uh, cold symptoms basically, but they're like, well, you should get tested. And you, I, we both kind of sat down and we thought, oh, Jesus Christ, if either one of us have it, the effects that it has on, you know, our, our place of work or our family members, that anxiety of not having to worry as much about that is going to be like a weight lifted off shoulders. So just being able to have people over that I'm friends with just to, you know, small things. I think for me, that's probably it. You don't get the same feeling virtually. I mean, I'm obviously, and same with this. Like I, I look forward to the day that we can, we can do this somewhat more in person. Like, you know, that, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree that for sure. That's, I think that's for me. That's my number one thing. That's not like, you know, uh, obviously this Disney plus thing is pretty bananas, but, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that yeah. I, you know, that that's obviously important, but I'm just saying besides that, that's probably, I, I, I Russell, I, I, I really, wrestle with the idea of normality and getting back to it, et cetera, et cetera, because I just, I don't want to get my hopes up that we're closer than we think we are. Yeah. 
And that's why I'm 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 tempering that with a small number of people. I and that's at the end of the year, likely. Um, I'm not being like February first. We're gonna have a party. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I do think it's gonna be funny that I, nobody's gonna have any decorum as to how to act around other people. It's gonna be fantastic. Everyone's oh, gonna be know. awkward. Video, video video conferencing has kept a lot of that alive, though. I think yeah. for some folks. I don't know. I just I found I became more polite in 2020 than I ever, than I was before, and I don't think I was rude before. Maybe on this uh, podcast I am, but I think I played up a little bit. In general public, though, I'm usually generally the the guy that's holding the doors and asking people if they're all right, they need a hand, and you know whatever. Um, that, that that's how I look at things, and um, I wasn't any different. And I think going forward, I don't think I'll be any different. Um, I think there's plenty of hope. And positivity, and I think we're all headed in the right track in a lot of ways. It's just a matter of getting there and trying not to get ahead of our game too much. That's that's how I look at it. There's a lot to, to work out from now till then. And so I don't want to get too excited, but I think there's tons of things to be optimistic about, and there's lots of good, and yeah. You also have like three times the amount of people in your house than I do, so I think that might help a little bit. Yeah, that, that definitely a busier house and with a busier house and with kids that are in school. And so I have lots of things I've had to consider differently. And I, you know, I look at the things that I've had change. It's nothing compared to what my kids have had change mm-hmm. and to watch them go through it with no complaints, no issues. I, I don't have much I can complain about. Well, I also look forward to many more episodes of our fantastical podcast in 2021. <laughs> yeah, and maybe getting more of a routine going, which I think we will. Yes, I, I do also want to say, uh, just as we wrap up, with at least in Ontario and around here, and I'm sure in a lot of places, you we need to support our, our small businesses as much as we yeah, can. It's, it's going to get harder and harder this year. We have a lot of small businesses now uh, that are going through a second lockdown that it's they really didn't bounce back very well after the first one that just, it wasn't possible. So certainly if there's any businesses that you, uh, you know, you enjoy, you support stuff, you enjoyed stuff. You've tried There's stuff you haven't tried. So go for it. Just make an effort. You'd be surprised. I would say most stores now have some form of, uh, either online shopping or you can find out what they have online and you can order by phone or email and, you know, curbside pickup. Definitely don't forget, uh, don't forget them because they are going to be desperately in need of that support over the next, uh, at least the next month or so, if not longer. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just, and, and uh, try new things, try new things, try things you try, you know, try new things. Don't be scared to, uh, spend your money places you wouldn't have before don't get hung up on what it looks like don't get hung up on anything else just give that local support there because quite frankly a lot of things are going to be changed and i don't think anyone in their right mind would tell me that the only thing they want left at the end of the day is walmart and canadian tire oh yeah okay you don't you don't come out on top if that's the case people so you you need to be open-minded to the fact that small business plays a much bigger role and uh you know, I'm not even going to get into the economics of the jobs and employment and all the things that come with that. We just, we got to think about the variables that exist. Yeah. And again, we're not saying do all your shopping with small businesses, but 
look into them, look, check them out, you know, make be if uh, you can get something at a small business that you uh, would get it uh, like a big box store, get it at the small business. It's, you know, and it, to be honest, in most cases, especially if it's like a food product or a homemade product, it's probably better. So, yeah. Yeah. And they'll come with a customer care aspect of things that if it's not good, they will take care of you. Yep. 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 And, uh, the other thing I I was going to say with small businesses, um, and I didn't even really think about it until, uh, really this year, Amazon, if you buy from Amazon, yes, that's a big corporation. However, a lot of small businesses do have storefronts through Amazon. So if you look at a product online, it'll say shipped and sold by whatever. So there are businesses that you can support. And actually, I don't know how accurate it is, but I have noticed now on Amazon, if you go on the website, they do have a small business uh, section that does seem to be independent businesses selling through Amazon. So if it's a place, you know, that's not local to you, uh, you may be able to get it through there and, and they just ship through Amazon's uh, shipping, which is good for them. So yeah, definitely look around for sure. Yeah. Don't be scared to go outside of your box, man. So with that, I guess you say have a Merry Christmas. And if you are listening to this, I hope you've had a Merry Christmas. And if somehow this gets out before Christmas, it won't. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas, <laughs> a happy holiday, uh, whatever denominated holiday religion thing that's your thing. Awesome. I hope it's great. I know it's going to be difficult. It's going to be different. But at the end of the day, you're still hopefully getting to take care of your loved ones by either being with them or by protecting them by not being with them. Yes. And happy new year. And please don't have a giant party because I will find you and I will do something. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. I probably will complain very loudly and probably on social media. But I mean, that is something in some cases. I'm like every Liam Neeson character, except without any of the training. Or abilities. <laughs> yeah, I'm just old, really, is all I'm getting at. Jesus. Yeah, you're old with a threatening voice. I oh, get it. we should wrap this up. Okay, well, uh, I, I, do you got anything else? Are you, uh, is that pretty no, much I'm it, good. I think? Yeah. I'm okay. Good. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening for uh, 2020. This was the Happy Zen Podcast, and we will see you in the new year. All right, awesome. Awesome.